0: What's up, guys? Rick here with your betting and and one-and-done preview for this week's Wyndham Championship. It's going to be a banger. Uh, Wait till you see the simulator results for this week. But before I reveal those, if you want to win a subscription to rickrungood.com, it is my website. It is everything that you ever see me use on YouTube. That's where it comes from. Um, I give away subscriptions every week, and usually I only talk about it in the DFS preview, and I figured maybe I should talk about it in every preview. So, Here's what you have to do to get yourself into a draw. One way, if you're here on YouTube, like this video, make sure you're subscribed and leave a comment below with who you think is going to win the Wyndham Championship, or you can also go over to the podcast version of this show. It's called 300 Yards to Unknown. It'll be linked in the description. Leave a five-star rating, say something nice about the show, and leave me your Twitter handle. Other, Other notes, uh... William Hill has rebranded to Caesars or Caesars bought them. So they're now Caesars Sportsbook and they are doing this live like a Caesar or play like a Caesar or something like that ad, ad campaign. And they are giving away uh, $5,000 in free bets. It's by far uh, the best offer I've ever seen, by far the best offer that has ever existed uh, since sportsbooks were allowed to do this on a state-by-state basis. So go to rickrungood.com bets to see if – your state uh, has an offer for, for that high because if um, if you're ever going to take advantage of an offer now, is certainly the time. And then I'm trying to think what else. Oh, three different live chats this week. Wednesday, 3 p.m. Eastern time, regular live chat. Uh, 8.15 p.m. Eastern time on Wednesday. That's the Jock Market Power Hour. And then 4 p.m. Eastern on Friday. That is the Cut Sweat Show. Looking forward to get back to a cut event. Um, so it should be fun. All right, let's do it. That's in one and done. Let's go. What I'm showing you right now uh, is the results of my simulation, 1,000 times, and it is—it's a bit jarring. You know, I have not seen results like this in quite some time, and—and and what I mean by that is, I have 88 different golfers winning the simulation at least once. It's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, only two different golfers won the simulation over four percent of the time. Uh, one was Hideki Matsuyama and the other was Jason Kokrak. Uh, Webb Simpson was not one of them. So usually when you look at these results, there's usually a golfer who, you know, is uh, seven, eight, nine, ten 10%, something like that. If it's a smaller field event, 11 or 12%, and then they kind of fall in line after that. Uh, this to me with the way that uh, the the results were so evenly spread out, tell me that this thing's wide open. Okay, and I'm going to be treating it as such, and I was probably going to treat it as such, uh, before the results came back. But th- this this is really just an indication that a lot of guys are very very close in this field. That's what this is an indication of. And when I start assessing this board, and I started assessing it from the top down, you know, Webb, Hideki, Louis, Reed, Zalatoris, those guys, um, you know, we have to talk about Webb. We have to start with Webb. And I th- I, I I was. Uh, doing a show with Jeff Feinberg yesterday and he said something to me that um, I thought rung true. He said something like, if Webb won this event, it would be no surprise. If Webb won this event by multiple shots, it would be no surprise. He said, if Webb won this event, it would be so little of a surprise that it probably wouldn't even impact his Ryder Cup uh, outcome. And I thought to myself, He's probably right here, and when that's the scenario, when it is a, a foregone conclusion that you are going to win an event, and everybody knows it, you're not getting the best odds on someone. So I'm kind of just willing to f- just you know root for Webb. I'll probably have Webb in a lot of fantasy lineups, uh, but betting him at this number doesn't make as much sense because you kn- you know you're buying. At the top of the market, which is not something that I, I particularly like to make a habit out of. Outside of Webb, I tip my cap to Louie. I tip my cap to Hideki, and I, I do think there is kind of a case to be made for Louis at 20 to 1. You know, FanDuel has him at 20, uh, DraftKings has him at 16, Caesars points bet at 18, uh, bet MGM at 12. That's a tough number. But the idea is, I mean, he has been by far the best player in this field uh, for a long time, for eight months. And winning is hard and winning is not always uh, Louis or, you know, not winning is not always Louis fault, right? There's there's scenarios that uh, come into play. Either someone just nips you or you hit one bad shot and, and all that good stuff. So, there's a case to be made for Louis. I'm not sure how strong that case is. The first value in my simulator is, is Will Zalatoris. And he becomes a value because he wins my sim 3.8% of the time, which is more than the implied odds of what books are offering. DraftKings has him at 28 to 1. Bet MGM also at 28 to 1. So, he's winning. The sim more than he is uh, more often than he is implied to based on his odds. That's how a golfer becomes a value. So Zalatoris and Kokrak are the two better values on the board just based on my sim results. But I still have not made a bet on any of these guys yet, uh, and 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 I'm probably going to start my card in the 30s, 40s, and 50s range. There is a case to be made about Sungjae. I talked about him on the DFS preview. Uh, the case for Sungjae, I'm not sure how strong it is. I think it's like medium strength, right? You have a golfer who uh, you're asking to bounce back off of one of the worst putting performances of his young career. Uh, in fact, the second worst putting performance of his career, losing 4.6 strokes putting in Memphis. You're asking him to bounce back off of that. You're asking him to get back to some of the gains he had been making with his ball striking and get back to putting well on Bermuda, his best surface, and getting back to playing well at Sedgefield. And of course, that he has finished inside the top 10 in each of his first two trips. So you're kind of asking him to get back to a better version of himself. And, you know, it's it's hard to kind of do that. Uh, but I think there is a case to be made for it at, uh, I believe he's 30, yeah, 30 to 1. Fan has him at 31 to 1, somewhere in there. Uh, but really the big top, uh, f- big value from my sim and the guy that uh, anecdotally I would like to bet is Charles Schwartzel. And uh, this is a situation where you really should be shopping this. Caesars, 33 to 1. Uh, other places, BetMGM, 50. FanDuel, 55 to 1. So you'd really like to get access to uh, the best number that you have here. And I think what's going to happen is a lot of people are going to forget about Schwartzl. Uh, we have not seen him play since the 3M Open. He finished runner up in that event. Uh, he has now had. Three straight top 26 finishes. Finished second at Zurich with Louis. Finished third at the Byron Nelson after that. I love the advanced metrics, right? Gaining on a, off the tee in every event, dating back to the Masters. Uh, gaining on approach in all but two events, dating back to the Masters. The putter has started to come around a little bit. He was losing f- between Phoenix and Augusta. He lost strokes putting basically every single event. Uh, since then, he has gained in one, two, three, four, five out of eight. Uh, this is a golfer, or at least on paper, that is is finding something, is putting it all together. It is it is it is resulting in good outcomes for him uh, at, at or near the top of the leaderboard. If I just showed you the this set of advanced metrics, you'd be you'd be drooling. And then when you combine that with. The fact that he is um, fifty or fifty-five to one in some places—that is, it's it's go time. It's go time for Schwartzel. So uh, that is the first bet that I have made. Uh, and 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 what also happens is, listen, this is the furthest down the board I've started my card in a long time. You know, for forty-five or fifty to one—that's that's one. I'm, I'm, I'm avoiding a lot of guys at the top, but it allows me to fire a lot of darts here. So I'm going to try to live in this 50 to 100 to 110 range. Uh, knowing that 88 different golfers won my simulation at least one time, knowing that the 50 to 70 range disproportionately wins more often uh, than any other range, uh, knowing that I get a bunch of little bullets in here. So this is a, an exciting range for me. Uh, next would be would be Russell Henley. You know, Henley's odds aren't great somewhere in the 30s. But again, this is a golfer who <clears throat> we haven't seen in quite some time. And the last time we saw him, he missed the cut, uh, which is always something that I think Uh, the general public uh, worries about. But I look at again, the advanced metrics. The three starts before the miscut at the Open Championship were all top 20s. He was gaining a bunch of strokes on approach, as he does uh, seemingly constantly uh, throughout his career. If you care about the buckets, you know, the buckets. Where is he going to be hitting from? Which, this is a flawed system, but just to show you, from 100 to 125, he's 29th. From 125 to 150, he's 3rd. From 150 to 175, he's 17th. This is a wedge course. Sedgefield might as well be called Wedgefield, because this this is a wedge course, and that is a range that uh, Russell Henley really thrives it. The other thing about Henley is um, he's a so-so putter, right? He's kind of iffy, but on Bermuda, that is by far his best surface. He gains nearly a half a stroke per round on Bermuda. That's exciting stuff. So I think there's a lot of signs to be starting – and. and and I'm starting my card. I mentioned Schwartzel at 50. I guess Henley would be shorter than that. So Henley and Schwartzel are, are one, two first bets that were fired. Schwartzel was the first bet I fired, not where I started my car- card. I should have clarified that. Uh, Adam Scott shows up as a fairly significant um uh value this week. And I'm not sure I'm going to pull the trigger on Adam Scott. We have not seen as much upside as I would like to see on him recently and Bermuda is not one of his better putting services, but I will tip my cap to him and say he's he's figured out the putter. You know, he has only lost putting uh lost lost strokes putting twice. Since the Farmers. Uh, that was back at the end of January. So he has really found something. I do worry about the rest of his game. So I'm probably not going to be able to pull the trigger on Adam Scott. But he did do well in my simulations. So where do we go from here? Um, I think, you know, I, I love Seamus Power. I would love to fire on Seamus Power. But you're asking him to finish... Um, or to win two events in a row. Now I know that was like three and a half weeks ago since the last time he played. So he at least had the opportunity to celebrate and get back to, to work and all that stuff. Uh, it, it's really tough to ask a guy to win twice in a row, but I, I just, the advanced metrics are awesome. I think um, access to... Matchups. If you want to bet him to finish inside the top ten, I think that is all fair. Asking him to win, I think, is a tough ask. Um, but he is—he's—he's he's just been phenomenal. Uh, next up would be okay. So there's uh, there's a really interesting case to be made on JT Poston here. So Poston is. Again, a number you're going to want to shop. Caesars has him as low as, as short as 50. DraftKings has him as long as 80. So this is a, a number you certainly are going to want to shop. And, and Poston is is telling a story right now. And the story that he's telling, uh, it could go a couple different ways. If you remember back to Barbasol uh, in mid-July, he was that, that's an event he should have won. And it's an event that he had kind of this, this slow-motion car wreck coming in on the final nine and he had that ball remember they had to pull the string out and it was just OB and he made double it just it was an ugly way for him to finish second and that's tough uh, but what I liked about that is he gained three strokes on approach that week. Then he saw we saw him at the three M Open the very next week and he gained over four strokes on approach which is incredibly uncharacteristic for JT Poston who had been hemorrhaging strokes on approach uh, basically every event of his career right so we already have the number two putter on the PGA tour uh, who might have figured out something with his with his iron game this is an opportunity when I see a stat a stat profile like this. Uh, this goes one of two ways. He either has found something and he is going to gain three or four strokes on approach again. And when you combine that with his normal, awesome putting, uh, you have a golfer who, uh, who, who you're trying to be early on. That's one scenario. The other scenario is, uh, he goes back to losing three or four or five strokes on approach and he misses the cut and he finishes T40 and you didn't make a big investment in him, right? He's 80 to one, right? So I I think this is the perfect opportunity to buy. If I saw this stat profile for a golfer who was, 12 to one, 15 to one, I'd be terrified because that would be a big investment that you would have to make on him, uh, but not here with JT Poston. So this is the exact type of golfer that I'd be trying to catch, hoping that he, he did get something to click, hoping that he did find something and that he can get hot and that he's, and that he's you know, salivating over another opportunity to get back to the top of the leaderboard. So I'm in on um, Schwartzel. I'm in on um, uh, Henley, I'm in on Poston. That gives me three bullets that are pretty further uh, pretty far uh, down the board. If you continue to go further down the board, Adam shank uh, interesting option, right? He's 120 to one. On FanDuel, ninety to one at BetMGM, as, as short as seventy to DraftKings. So again, you're going to want to be able to uh, shop this if you have the access to it. But Adam Shank's coming off another fourth place finish, uh, another fourth place finish because he did it four starts ago. So now three of his last four starts have been top 15s. Uh, two of them are fourth place finishes. The game is really starting to sharpen. Uh, he's getting better off the tee. His approach game is becoming volatile in a good way. The putter has been good for three consecutive starts. Uh, we don't have his. We don't have his advanced metrics from the Barracuda because they don't exist. It's stable for scoring. Uh, The tour doesn't offer strokes gain data on it. Uh, But this is, is again, a a sign of a a really confident golfer who's trending in the right direction that you can get at a very, very cheap price. Rory Sabatini is kind of interesting. Um, Coming off of the silver medal, we saw how lightning hot he can get. Uh, He has not been good this year. Outside, I mean the silver medal by far the best thing he has done um in, in a while, right? I mean he had he doesn't have another top 25 since the farmers. The other thing, so so but maybe he can ride a bit of that hot hand from the Olympics, but he has good results at Sedgefield as well. So again, we are down in a range that is Asking for flyers, Sabatini 130 to 1, 100 to 1. It's not the worst bet that you can make. And then that's probably where I'll live. You know, there are, there is a little bit pulling me towards a Roger Sloan at 170. There's a little bit pulling me towards Sam Ryder, which you can get at 250 to 1. Um, But I'm probably going to live with those guys that I mentioned and just be sprinkling a bunch of 50, 60, 70, 80 even 90 or 100 to 1 golfers uh, for this week. I think think that's the way to play this out. And I think that's where we're going to find the most value. Hey guys, real quick. Not sure if you heard, but Caesars bought William Hill and they have now rebranded the William Hill Sportsbook as Caesars Sportsbook. And because of this, they're going absolutely bonkers outside their mind with promotions. And the big one is that they're offering $5,000 in free bets. That is not... Uh, an exaggeration. You did not mishear me $5,000. It's the highest I've ever seen. It is uh, by far, I'm sure the highest any book has offered since gambling has become legalized state by state. It's it's absolutely nuts. You don't have to use it for golf. You can use it for whatever. Go to rickrungood.com slash bets. See if it's available in your state. I'll keep you updated as more states roll out. I know there's a couple coming uh, on the horizon here, but my goodness, it is uh, something you should definitely be taking advantage of, of, of if you have not yet. All right, head-to-head uh, matchup tool here. This is a tool that allows you to change the time frame to anything you want. Put, plug in any two golfers and see the likelihood of one beating the other in a four round tournament. Uh, you know, I've I've had Bryson and Brooks as the default uh, guys here in the head to head matchup, and I'm kind of over it. So if you have any suggestions on who the default should be when you first click on this page, uh, drop them in the comments. I'm I'm ready to go back to something else. Um, here's an interesting one right out of the gate. I, I just described how much I think uh, Schwartz could is a good play for this week, and Caesars has Schwartzl Whoops, not Schwab, Schwartzel versus Kevin Kisner. And I'm going to change this since the start of 2021. Yeah, okay. Um, I have Schwartzel winning this 60% of the time, meaning his true money line should be about minus 151. Caesars only has been minus 125. So this is not a huge difference, especially when you consider um, if you took my 150 number and you added juice to it It, maybe it comes down to what 130 depending on how bad the book is uh so you're kind of in range i don't think there's a huge value here but i also side with schwartzel in this matchup here's another interesting one uh because i think gooch has been much better than people want to give him credit for but i don't know how good he's been has he been good enough to take down kevin streelman in a head-to-head matchup and the answer for me is yes so I have, that was like Purd Hapley, right? And the answer for me is yes. Um, Taylor Gooch, I have winning this 51% of the time. Unfortunately, uh eh. No, it's still probably not big enough. Although he is the dog on Caesars. He's plus 110 on Caesars. Uh, Kevin Stroman, minus 137. So I think they have the wrong guy as the favorite. Is it big enough? Is is the 16 points and I don't include, um, or the 14 points and I don't include the juice, is that big enough? Probably not. So we got to find one. We got to find one that is seemingly... This one might be. So Louis is a big favorite over Patrick Reed. But Louie has been the best player on, or one of the best players on planet Earth this year. Still can't get there. I have Louie at, at minus 128. Caesars has at minus 150. We gotta find one. Usually the first three, we can find one. But boy, am I struggling right now. How about this? Ooh. This is Webb getting absolutely a huge Wyndham boost, I think. Webb versus Hideki. Yeah, okay. This is one I think we found. So, Caesars is is, is buying into the Webb at Wyndham Height uh, and has him as minus 137 to Hideki's plus 110. Well, I have it basically the opposite. I have Hideki at minus 138, uh, winning this 58% of the time. Hideki's been great. Uh, he, has, he does not have the history that Webb does, but no one does at, at, at Sedgefield. Uh, and and books are asking you to pay for that this week. So if you don't want to pay for that, here's your bet. It is Hideki Matsuyama over Webb Simpson. I have it coming out on Hideki's side 58% of the time. All right, we are coming down the home stretch of the Run Good One and Done, uh, and I imagine your one and done is also coming to the conclusion. Guess who had Garrick Higgo last week? Guess who had the only golfer who withdrew? That would be me. And guess who, um, when I went to put in my alternate, just picked like a random name because I didn't think it would be possible to have to use my alternate. It was me. So I ended up with Wilco Ninober last week. Um, here's the lesson, kids. Take your alternate seriously. You never know when your golfer is going to wake up with a stomach bug and withdrawal. Take your alternate seriously. Don't do like me and just pick a random name on the list. But uh, we have four events to go. That is Wyndham. Northern Trust, BMW Championship, and the Tour Championship. We are using the Tour Championship. We are using starting strokes. And we are doing 15% of the prize pool, I believe is what we're doing. It's all underneath the rules where it has been for the vast majority of... Not the vast majority. For the every second of since this has been posted, it has been underneath the rules. So click that if you have any questions. Um, I don't even really necessarily want to do like a... One and done for Windom specifically, because there's a couple of things to note. Uh, note number one is you've been saving Web for this moment, right? Just in the same way that people were saving Daniel Berger uh, for Southwind, you've probably been sa- been saving Web for this moment. If you have Web available, just play him. The only reason you would not play Web if you have him available is if you need to make up a lot of ground. And uh, the people in front of you still have web, so, like something like that. That would be the only reason, um, but that's a very specific reason. Otherwise, you should be playing web here. Uh, so it's pretty easy. And then as far as the rest of the one and done, if, if you're not going through the tour championship, it's Schwarzel, it's Henley, it's Sung Jay. I, have not, I don't have a problem with all any of these guys. I don't think there's going to be a huge rush to play anybody outside of Webb Simpson. So if you don't play Webb Simpson, you're probably going to play someone uh, that gives you at least a little bit of leverage on the field. So I don't think that it's even that big of a discussion. The better discussion is that with four events to go, you should be planning out your four events. You should not be making these decisions individually for the next four weeks. You should be making them in some cohesive kind of, ...tandem uh, way. So, here's where we have to start... ...and you kind of engineer this backwards. Here are the current FedEx Cup standings. If your... Uh, ...one and done... ...goes to the Tour Championship... ...and it uses starting strokes... ...you need to be... ...incredibly strategic here. Because... there ...we have now seen... ...in the last couple of years of... Uh, ...using starting strokes at the Tour Championship... It is a huge advantage for those at the top. And it is very hard for anyone to come from significantly far down the pack to win. I believe Rory, when he came back to win, was five under. Uh, with the leader starting at 10 under, but that's Rory coming from five shots back. There's not going to be many guys who are able to come from five shots back. So if you don't remember how this goes, the guy who enters the Tour Championship as the number one player starts at 10 under par. Number two starts at eight under par. Then you get like seven under, six under, five under. Then I think you get five guys that start at four under, five guys that start at three under, five guys that start at two under, five guys that start at one under, and five guys that start at even par. So what you really don't want to end up doing is leaving yourself with, you know, if this ended right now, uh, you wouldn't want to leave yourself with Kevin Na for the Tour Championship because he's going to start at even par and probably has zero chance of winning that, especially if you're using the payouts and you're using the starting strokes. So what you need to be doing, and I've been holding on to uh, a couple of guys. So uh, Harris English is a real... God, especially if he would have won last week. If he would have won last week, he would have been the perfect hold and a guy that you probably had because he would have been moved to the top of the FedEx Cup points, uh, the FedEx Cup standings, he, which means he would have probably started at 10, 9, 8, 7 under par, and he would have been in the mix at the Tour Championship. He would have been one of the few guys to win this. He still could be that guy. If this ended right now, he would start at, uh, I believe, 6 under par which would be great he would solidify basically he's going to finish inside of the top 5 he has a chance to win something like that um with the movement from last from the win last week, answer becomes interesting, and answer thrusts himself into this conversation. I believe I also have Louie, who I have saved as well, and Sam Burns is in the top ten. So, what you really need to be doing is keeping a close eye on this top ten, uh, not only after Wyndham this week, but after um, after the next two events, obviously, and try to hold on as long as possible to a golfer that's going to finish inside the top ten. Going into the tour championship. That is your best bet to accumulate as many points as possible. So you need to start thinking outside of just this one week. Um, You know, if you're trying to play, if you have Colin Morcowell left and you're trying to decide whether to play him at the BMW championship or at the tour championship, the, and you're using starting strokes, it should probably be the tour championship, right? Like we've got to be smart. We've got to be tactful about this. So, um, that is my recommendation to you. Get comfortable, get used to the FedEx cup standings page. Make sure that you are able to hang on to as many of those guys as possible, just because it's going to come in handy. If you are using the starting strokes, if you're not, then just forget about it. If you don't even go to the tour championship, you only have three events left. You should probably plan out your golfers uh, one way or another. Let me know who you're saving. Tweet me, at Rick Run Good. Leave a comment below. Best of luck, and I'll talk to you guys soon.